Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Harriet. Yeah. It's too stressful here. Why? Because I'm organizing a surprise 50th wedding anniversary for my folks, and I've, all I've done is lie to them all week. Oh, no. Oh, that's so stressful. I know. I'm sure my dad's on to me. But you're such a dodgy person anyway that they probably think nothing of it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Wait on for this. It does get there. It's getting there. this now uh, wow i'm dancing did that take you back to 1990 i'm i was basically a baby so uh <laughs> no oh, god you're so young folks this is dumbly dumb the show about the reality docudrama that's an ambridge in the heart of the midlands i'm the dark sweet bourbon biscuit that is royfield brown and with me i have the crumbly viennese world that is harriet carmichael and the last part of Peggy's Biscuit Tin, folks, is you. Now, if that sounded like last week's intro, it's because it is, because we ain't got no Lucy. No one's oh. written any new ones. <laughs> no one's able to improvise. No, not at all. Not when you've only got 25 minutes to record a dum dum Oh, quick, let's go. And you're under severe pressure. Now, this week's dum dum comes from a bloke off the interwebs who sent that to me on Twitter. And bloke off the internet, um, I can't find the tweet. So... That's who you are. You're a bloke off the... Inter- oh, no, here is from Dave uh, Lenthal. Thank you, Dave, for sending that in. Took me back to my hands being up in the air, DJing next to Carl Cox back in the Zap Club in Brighton. <laughs> awesome. Now, because uh, time is pressing, mm-hmm. right, there's no jokes going to be in this in this uh, episode of Dumb oh, Dumb. We're going to go straight on. Yeah, I'm just going to smile and nod. 
well, that doesn't really work on a podcast, love. You know, you've, you've got you've got to vocalise. Vocalise your smiling and your nodding, right? <laughs> Otherwise I'll go on for hours. Absolutely. Now, um, if you'd like to sing us a dumbly dum or leave us a plot prediction or have a birthing partner who you'd slap on the <laughs> ass and shout, go on, mid-labour, this is really last week's script. Call us on 0203 or leave us a message on Speak Pipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumbly Dogs, Shambridge for a voice. You don't even – we thank you every week and you do literally naff all. There's yeah. like the root telephone thing. But I still expect a thanks. <laughs> well, you best make up for it by doing some impressions on this show, I tell you. Not like I get any royalties. <laughs> what do you mean? We've be- practically made Shambridge. And go on, you can it's bask true. in the glow of being <laughs> lauded on Radio 5 Live. Go on, say it. We'll come back to that. No, no, right, time, guys, to tell everyone that I was played live on Radio 5 Live. You were, you were. If anybody owes you royalties, it's them. Yes, they didn't even ask permission, but I don't know. not at all. Claim me as much as they want. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank Mike Hatton for his character counts and for Derek of the loan of the back bedroom. Now, on this week, we hear from Witherspoon, Mia, Sheila, Jane, Catherine, Rowan Jones and Northern Fingers. Um, now, of course, there is no Lucy's. There is no Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. But did you see that lovely picture that she sent on the Twitters? Oh, I thought it was... Because the thing is, there aren't enough pictures of Lucy on the internet anyway, because I'm mm. always looking so I can draw her. Um, but it was a really lovely photo, I thought. Mm. Well done. It was a lovely... I mean, it could have been anyone because it was just a, the shot of her back, but still looked really nice, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It looked absolutely gorgeous. And do you reckon she was completely in the nude? in that pool there. Of course. I think you'd just like to imagine that. Ah, I think we're more of a sister, so no, actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> now, last week in Ambridge, where do we start? Uh, pet competition, um, bit of slapstick humour, go. Um, have we, you know, like, I find it really confusing. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is this, we're not allowed to talk about the new arrival then? Yeah, that- well, the new arrival did come last week, but we're not talking about this week's Archers. No, and it was sort of this week, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Well, no, the baby was delivered last week, but there'd be more of a this week. Oh, God, I you do Every time you come on, there's also some kerfuffle with you pretending it. not to understand what's going on. <laughs> Can you just talk? We've done. Have you done the fate? Well, that's what I was talking about, yeah, the, the, yeah. the pet stuff, which for yeah. me, it's like, oh, that's not really my bag, yeah. all of that. Uh, for me, that was basically a Shambridge episode, I thought. Mm-hmm. So much innuendo and Alistair sticking his nose in thingy schnauzer. You know, it was, it was like a Shambridge <laughs> episode, I thought. Lavinia was I mean, doing yeah, a lot of winking, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> it got, got a bit dirty, didn't it? <laughs> And then they had dirty dancing. I just thought it was really a really weird episode, but it was fun. I like I like it when they do go a bit off piste, and then um, and have the sort of like sound effects barking and stuff like that. So it sounds like there's a whole zoo behind them. It did feel like they had. <laughs> I'm not going to say the work experience scriptwriter in, but it was like they said, "Do you know what? Fill your boots. Yeah, was- Write whatever you want." It was like a panto episode, wasn't it? Absolutely, Brilliant. Anton Dubark. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. 
<laughs> I think they wrote that at the Christmas party, didn't they? <laughs> Exactly. Someone was pissed up on loads of Prosecco <laughs> and thought, let's just put this in. No one will notice. Oh, Alice did uh, her schnauzer a checkup. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, when Rex arrived at Brookfield when Pip was in distress, did you say to yourself, Rex is going to deliver this baby? Which is what our Lucy said a couple of weeks back, actually. Yes. I assumed that's what would happen as well. Mm. They did a bait and switch on us, didn't they? They went, aye, aye, here's a little bit of a soapy trope. And then they whipped it away from us at the last minute and Toby rushed in. Yeah, it was sort of annoying, actually. But then I suppose that's Rex's life all over, isn't it? At the last minute, he's always scuppered by Toby, isn't he? Mm. Really? Why? Well, Toby is the father of the baby. Oh, I thought you meant just in life. That well, Rex should never have any satisfaction, so to speak. Well, I do find Rex a bit wet, don't you? Do you? He doesn't ever stand up for himself. Well, he did with Anisha. Well, again, I I was like, why would you not go with her? She's really, obviously, very attractive and successful and going to give you a... Why can you tell that she's attractive? Because she's got a nice voice. And you know what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she looks like from the telly as well. <laughs> <laughs> very good looking lady <laughs> and she is clear like she's so clever and sparky why wouldn't you oh he was such a what has he got what has he got in ambridge nothing well he's, unrequited he's, love that's all there you know he's got his brother and he's now he has his niece he has family oh. and he has a sense of duty well, that's what he has in ambridge not like Newmarket is australia I mean, you know what? I did think that, you know. <laughs> God's sake, you can come for weekend visits. Oh, and he's got the pigs. He's got the pigs. <laughs> I just thought, oh, he's just, he's such a play it safe, boring man, isn't he? Wait a minute. So somebody stays with a woman yeah. who is without the, the father of a soon to be born baby, um, spends the night there, and you just think you're wet, yeah. as opposed to what a stand up guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Us men can never win, can we? <laughs> when we're shits, we're shits. And when we're good, we're shits. I mean, to be fair, obviously mm. he should have taken it to the hospital. And that's what he did. I mean, it was just sort of like, Ugh. No, but he was there waiting around. And he even, you know, she had the caesarean and he was still oh, there in the morning. I thought slightly orcs. Because actually he should have dropped her off. And then when Ruth came, he should have gone off instead of like waiting around. Because there's nothing more annoying than people sort of waiting around for you. And she was trying to have a baby. And mm. if, if I knew that some random guy was just waiting for me to have the baby. It's not quite random, though, is it? <laughs> well, I just thought it was a bit weird. I, I was like, of course you like care around. How, how many kids do you have now? Three. About eight. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, nearly eight. You're probably pregnant right now, probably about to give birth as we speak. It's not as if I've just turned up in the delivery room and I've gone, right, I'm podcasting this. Now that would be awkward. Wouldn't that it? would be I'd just say, wait outside the room. I'll be I'll be done in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> now what about Phoebe and Lily? And all this, uh, you know I don't really well Actually, actually, I thought it was quite. An, I think it is quite an interesting storyline, even though I don't like Lily. Um, what? I, <laughs> oh, she's so annoying. You know, I should have vetted you before on this podcast because I'm a big Lily fan as a character. I think she's great. Yes, she is a good character, but don't you find her a little bit? Um, I just find her and Freddie. I think they 
I think they they age down too much when they're playing their characters. I think don't, don't you find them a, a bit sort of or even not aging down enough? I don't know. There's something slightly odd about them. I never believe that they are as young as they claim they are. <laughs> Isn't it because they're super duper posh, like the, those posh voices? Yeah, but she's not really posh in real life. No, well, she's well, she's affecting her voice into yeah. my brummy working class ear. She sounds like like the aristocracy to me. Yeah, but occasionally you hear when the not poshness comes out. Um, anyway, um, no, but no, I do think they're, they're. I think she is a good character actually, and they're interesting, and I like the storyline. Uh, and Anne is sort of interesting. When you when you were a teenage Harriet, mm. right, as opposed to Mother Bountiful Harriet yeah. with a burgeoning, you know, voice after career. When I wasn't as posh as I am now. <laughs> Before I went to did you did you make up boyfriends and stuff? Uh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like to either to show off to people or yes, or to protect yourself from other, you know, if you're going somewhere and you have to say you were going with a certain person. Nah. But but I think but 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 at the end of the day, I actually think I think I think she probably would tell Elizabeth that, that she's bopping yeah. her deputy head. Yeah. Why would she do that? Because Elizabeth she, sure, she, she knows, knows it's that. wrong, wrong, wrong. Dot com. But Elizabeth had a bit of a you know. This is her. somebody who's in a position of authority over her. This isn't just oh, I'm the, the postman who just happens to be thirty five. Do you, Mum? He's told him that she's pretending to be a lesbian. Maybe it turns him on. Oh, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure if it's this week or last week because I just can't remember. But clearly, mm. it's all going wrong now. Anyway, isn't it? Him and her. Yes. Well. Yeah. Well. It's been going wrong for a little while, but she's not been really picking up the signs because yeah. he's off on holiday and, and all sorts. Yeah, and actually, mm. is you know, is it? I but that thing actually, I think that that storyline is so good. Her and her tutor, and that they didn't really. I'm not sure they really needed the sort of like, oh, now I'm going out with Meredith. It, it, it's sort of a bit. You didn't even need that, I didn't think, because it's. Well, she needs to cover her tracks because she's got she had weekends away studying with Mary, Meredith and. But why doesn't she need... know she's got a boyfriend? I suppose then Elizabeth would say, "Well, bring him round." Whereas Meredith is just a friend in inverted commas, so there's no pressure for Elizabeth to to want well, to see him. What I do like as well is I love Elizabeth's earnestness, and I think she's going to be a bit disappointed when Lily tells her that she's not gay. Because I, I think Elizabeth feels so sort of, you know, like she's so she's so happy to be happy with whatever Lily's doing that, mm. you know, well, she's obviously going to be humiliated as well, isn't she? Well, she's going to be bloody angry when she finds out it's a deputy head that she's like been, been shagging. But I understand what you're saying, that there's a certain amount of liberal parent pride, isn't there? You know, I think there is. Exactly. You know, look, look at me. This didn't phase me. Look what type of uh, great parent I am. Exactly. Uh, my child is, be, you know, is gay, and it doesn't. Oh, and, and it doesn't matter to me. It just doesn't matter. You know, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to be really gutted. <laughs> I tell you, it reminds me of um, a story a friend of mine uh, told me. So he split up from his wife about four years ago, five years ago. And like a lot of guys, when they uh, 
and they separate from from their wife from their partner had to live back home uh with his parents for a bit whilst he got himself sorted and stuff right. and he could get some get some money together for a flat while they're going through a divorce and um so his youngest child was about 14 the other kids were like 21 23 whatever blah 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 so the 14 year old would come round every tuesday and spend the night around you know grandma's place in yeah. effect and he says so what what's been happening son of mine and he goes oh well um um anna came round anna's girlfriend came round yesterday for dinner and he went what and he went anna anna's girlfriend so anyway, Dad, what are we going to do later? And he went, back up a minute. Your sister has a girlfriend. And he goes, he goes yeah. What are we, what, what, are we having chips and, tonight or what? All right. And my mate said he was so incredibly proud of the fact that it was not a big deal. Like his son just was like, oh, she just brought a girlfriend around. So what? And he says, no one told me that my daughter was gay. And he said, but why should they? Yeah. Right. And he, he, but it was, he said, but he says, but like, I realized I wasn't part of the home anymore. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. And he said, I felt sad, but I felt so proud on, on the one hand, not proud that my daughter was gay, to the fact that it was not an issue that no. nobody thought to tell him. No, exactly. Oh, and he says, that's actually the way it should be. But you can't help but think, oh, you know, my, my, my family's getting on and doing stuff without me. But anyway, his son was more interested in where they're going for their uh, fish supper <laughs> than discussing the fact that his sister had brought home a girlfriend for the first time. But anyway, you know what we should do? Because I'm acutely aware you've got 13 minutes left yeah. on this recording. Uh, I think we should have a bit of this. Hello, Ambridge3962. Hey, that would be you. Hi, Royfield and Lucy. This is Sheila Maguire underscore Sheila on the Twitters. The other secretary of Dumpty Siblings, the other Maguire sister. It was lovely to hear my sister's voice across the Atlantic via Dumpty Dum. And I agree, Brian and Jennifer character development has been really excellent, continues to be really excellent this week. But one thing you need to know about Bernie is that she has always fancied Brian. <laughs> I understand that sometimes when you fancy someone, it's best not to ask about their politics. But I am <laughs> thrilled that poisoning the groundwater has finally put Bernie off Brian. Well, at least that's what she's telling me. So here's my plot prediction. I think the house sale will go through in a manner of speaking. Hasn't Justin Elliott always wanted to be Lord of the Manor? I predict that he will buy the house and then Lillian and Justin and Brian and Jennifer will all live there together. Maybe divvy it up, perhaps share a few things like access to Jennifer's kitchen. And over the next years, as they age, they will share nursing and personal care, kind of what we would say aging in place together. I think this will set up all kinds of interesting plots that could happen, having the four of them in the same house together. Please, no mention of swingers. And that we will see all kinds of interesting things happen to them as they encounter life's final challenges in the sunset of their lives together. So that's what I predict. A purchase by Justin and a joint living for Brian, Jennifer, Justin and Lillian. 
I think it could be great. Maybe even a National Health Service model. Who knows? All right, that's it from me. I quite like the sound of that. Have you ever? Brilliant. Have you ever? Yeah. Mm, have you ever swung before? <laughs> well, only on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I do know some swimmers, though. Ah, uh, do you? Yes, I do. Yeah. I only just found out. I was, I was so shocked. <laughs> How do you find out? Um, because one of them told me, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't really think people my age did that." No, anyway, they do. Wait a minute, aren't you like? Late thirties, yeah. Also, yeah. Well, that's isn't that the age when it kind of starts in earnest when oh, things are starting to flag a little exactly. with, with your partner and you need to. But I think they keep the pep going. I think they've been doing it for you know years and years all through their relationship, basically. So, what did she just do? Just come out and just say it? We were talking about you know little naughty secrets and stuff, and then we were <laughs> trying to outdo each other, and then she told me that, and I was like, "Hey, oh. hey, hey, Harriet! <laughs> you know because Lucy's not doing this show, no one's going to listen. So, do you want to hit me with one of your naughty secrets? There's, there's only me listening. <laughs> nope, I'm zipped up. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike your friend and her partner. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. I think that's a really good idea. And funnily enough, I think it might mm. work. I mean, I think that might be a true plot prediction. Don't you? Well, how can a plot prediction be untrue? Yes. Because it's just a prediction. But my mum and dad are doing the same thing. They're like at the moment swinging. Yeah. How old are they? <laughs> <laughs> what an open family you have. Your mother turns around. We've had all sorts. I told her about Meredith the other day. She was totally keen on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. So anyway, that's enough for Sheila. And and you're. But then again, you know what we need to do though. We need to talk about your folks and their swinging nocturnal habits um, after a touch with a spoon. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Yoko Baron, all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, hoping we all survive the pet pieces of the village fate, Lavinia's apparent striptease on stage that revealed an I Love You Alistair tattoo, and Ruth and Pip's belief that no one else in the village has a cell phone besides themselves and their immediate family. But moving on, or looking back to last week's show, I have a small bone to pick with our esteemed co-hosts. In regards to David and Ruth, the goal of a parent, I'm sure you would agree, is to raise a kind, fair-minded, ethical, honest, and hard-working individual, not to raise the next Borchester business person of the year. While I can't speak to the alleged British discomfort with upward-class mobility, I don't think David and Ruth would begrudge Josh's business success. They don't want him to become, may I use the Yiddish vernacular here, a schnorrer. A schnorrer is a kind of freeloader who uses his chutzpah to his best advantage. Thus, David's proposal, and I know our co-hosts agreed, was an ingenious use of parental limit setting for our young entrepreneur. And regarding Andrew Horn's question about Josh's gap year, I thought he announced at some point early on that he wasn't going to return to school, but I could be mistaken. And briefly, I'm going to throw a little shade Little Miss Lily's way. As a proud, card-carrying member of the LGBT community, I appreciate the weird irony of you struggling to come out of the closet regarding your relationship and your hinting at being a lesbian as a cover-up. But you don't get to claim membership to our group just because you're feeling guilty. To quote Etta James, just tell Mama all about it. Well, time to unpack <laughs> for my holiday. Angus had a great time. Talk to you all soon. Uh, thank you for that, Mr. Witherspoon. Um, 
Right, I've got countdown. We've got six minutes, so we're whizzing through these calls, Harriet. It's it's, it's Catherine Rowe. Catherine Rowan Jones. Good afternoon, Damdy Dummers worldwide. Catherine Rowan Jones calling in from High Wycombe here. Uh, ATA Ivy Fox on the Twitters. Saw the Twitter shout out for more caller inners, and I think I've got my voice back after losing it for several weeks. So. The Aldridges continue. I'm liking the saga. Poor old Debbie, feeling bad for not being able to fix everything. Is the broken ballerina of the jewellery box now a metaphor for Brexit? (laughs) Dunno. (laughs) Ambrogenomics. Is there really going to be enough money in the balance between selling the farmhouse and buying somewhere else to live? to sort out the debt incurred with the pond of poison don't seem to add up to me and burning question why was rex turning up at tea time on a sunday when everyone's either busy with the harvest or enjoying the fate yeah good point. because the script writers needed somebody to turn up and come to pip's rescue and they're setting them up for the future that's why in my jaded opinion and Alistair, oh, Alistair, yeah, your world's falling apart, but for fuck's sake, mate, go and see Morris, the Sausage King. Talk to your sponsor. You may have had a wobble. You may have fallen off already, but it's never too late to get back on. Go on, Alistair. Go see Morris. Sort it out because, yeah, you got to. You got to. And, yeah, I feel sorry for you. I feel especially sorry for you, like I feel sorry for myself because I'm trying not to fucking smoke and addictions are tough. So there we go. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Cheery bye. Um, Whilst I I still have you. I like the no-nonsense approach. I know. You don't mess around much, does she? (laughs) Um, We really should talk about the new little pipette, little little Rosie. How how did you feel on on that episode? Uh, uh, so boring <laughs> no i mean no sorry is any way on you're how many kids have you got now you had eight at the start of this podcast you probably got nine now right and a woman giving birth you can turn around and say it's boring no 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 it's really wonderful news but you know what but i've always had a thing about pip i found her sort of like pregnancy oh she was so it's like literally no one's ever been pregnant. And, you know, when she was sort of horrible to Neil at the fate when he was like, oh, you know, you should sit down. You, you're so big. You're ready to pop. And then mm. She was just so humorless about it. And I thought, well, you know, people are only trying to be nice. And often when people talk about you having a bump and stuff, they think it's because, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it and you'll like it. And she was just a bit, I don't know, I find her defensive manner a bit annoying. No, 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 very, you, very happy for the happy couple. <laughs> and what do you reckon to the whole symbolism of David telling Toby how to fit the the, the car seat? Yeah, that, was, that was funny, actually. That was very funny. That was a classic, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's something about that first baby car seat that that is just so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. You know, talking about expectant mothers and new life Lexi not being pregnant yeah that was sad was it but it just got only like a little tiny mention well that that was the thing it was barely mentioned it's like a throwaway line in a way I suppose 
you know, like it's it's so common not to get. It's almost like it's almost impossible to get pregnant, isn't it? For it's so common not to get pregnant that I think if probably if she had got pregnant that second time, it would have Mm. been sort of too too good to believe in. Yeah, is this the second round of IVF? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, So third time's a charm and all of that. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's you know, it's it seems like I don't know anyone who has got pregnant easily with IVF. So. Oh, no, no. I know two people happened to them first time. A friend of mine just last month went off to Cyprus. Or was it the month before now? Went off to Cyprus because um, same standard as over here, but it's like half the price and you get a holiday into the bargain. Bish, bosh, bang, knocked up first time. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised she told, she told me so soon because it's not – 12 weeks but you there the whole of <laughs> um, yeah but no I haven't I haven't outed a name and she doesn't listen no. she doesn't oh, listen I hope it goes well yeah anyway oh god you made me feel dreadful <laughs> now um right let, let's have a call oh, yeah hi Royfield Lucy and all dumpty dum peeps worldwide this is Mia in Newcastle calling um just a quick word about uh the the baby the lovely baby coming home and all the hooting that went on by Jill. Um, I can't bear it. I want her to hoot off somewhere else. Me too. Um, if I was Pip, I would just take my baby and run to the hills and never look back. Um, just another thing about the um, Aldridges. I can't see them really selling. It's a bit bit of a damp squib, I think. I think it's a bit more like when David and David and Ruth were going to sell up and move, and it was just never going to happen. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, I am glad Anisha's going. I quite like the actress. Didn't mind her voice, but I just can't bear Rex a niche anymore. <laughs> That's all. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye. I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> well, so, whilst, whilst I'm looking at the time here, I, right, um, Christopher... And Harrison, this best man speech. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know there's something which Lucy and I've talked about before, but I hate that conceit in soaps uh, where someone's getting married and they have to pick somebody from the soap to yeah. be the best man, not like a best friend from school as it would be in real life or from uni. Oh, or... So unlikely that it would be Christopher, isn't it? I know. Like, <laughs> no, all we've had. Him. Exactly. All we've had in terms of interaction that I can remember is, do you remember Christopher and Alice went yeah. round there? Well, no, no, no. Harrison and Fallon went round there and they burnt the food. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> and that makes them best mates. Is, I mean, it's so annoying. Like, why wouldn't he ask his brother? And I know he said why he wouldn't, didn't he? But it's still like, surely he has a friend from primary school. Exactly, or university or something, or, you know, from when he was in the police force before or something. That's just nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense, and nonsense. And then I thought, the, oh, well, at least, you know, when he was like, don't ask Marcus, my brother, I was like, hmm. oh, goody, so there is going to be sort of like a skeleton in the closet. And then, oh, and it was quite funny, I suppose. This, Wait a minute, oh, are you mixing up your weeks now? Oh, golly, this is so confusing. 
It's not really. It's quite straightforward. You listen from last week's Sunday to Friday, last week's episode. It's pretty simple. I can't retain information for that length of time. Well, you obviously can. You can, re- you can retain two weeks worth of information, or at least a week and a half, because you've gone, gone on to this week. But anyway. I'm not going to listen to this until like Friday or something. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, right. So. We we haven't quite gone through all of the bits and pieces from, from last week, though, have we? Right. So let's just quickly round up. So we had a little bit of Alistair action. He came home a bit wrecked, didn't yes. he? Mm, and Shula thinks that he's at it with Lavinia again. But he's clearly doing the gambling. Yeah, very clearly. Very clearly. And actually, she's so thick. She Surely she would have realised. Don't you think? Well, no, but she but she's so busy being the centre of her own drama. To be fair to her, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily necessarily think that. And you know, he has given Lavinia one, so why wouldn't she think that he's gone back? Why wouldn't he give her another one? Especially after having a look at her schnauzer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Now, just before we run into a advertisement break, um, how did you feel? about uh, the stunning news that Robin Fairbrother was going to grace Ambridge with his presence yet again. Well, I was super excited. And has he Uh arrived in what... Have we done that bit yet? Has he arrived in... Did he arrive last week? No, no, no. We just know that he's on his way. Well, can I just say that he is exactly what I was imagining and hoping for? And and, and I I think he will clearly become a brilliant character and put everyone's noses out of joint and upset everyone and... It'll be really funny. Awesome. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we're going to quickly pay the bills around here, I believe they say, in uh, independent local radio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Germany is totally controlled by Russia. 
Donald Trump's due in the UK today for the first time as US president. Meantime, the US embassy in Britain is currently worried about the safety of Americans during the visit. In fact, it's issued an alert warning people to be cautious as large anti-Trump protests are expected to be held in London. July has been an extraordinary month in Britain and America. You've had the fervour of England's progress in the World Cup, the President of America siding with Vladimir Putin over the FBI, Brexit has taken yet another left turn with the resignations of Johnson and Davis, and whilst Donald Trump had tea with the Queen, 100,000 Brits protested his very presence and flew a blimp over Parliament to mock him. As a special relationship gets less special, the Mid-Atlantic podcast sees the other side. I've been producing this podcast since 2013, with Mid-Atlantics trying to analyse the news from one side of the Atlantic from the perspective of the other, and it's never been more needed than now. My regular co-hosts include Salon Senior Political Reporter Amanda Marcart, journalist and writer Mick Wright from GQ, the New Statesman and The Daily Telegraph, Oxford academic and best-selling author Chris Cotuna, and emergency communications expert Doug Levy, and Alice Thwaite, the founder and editor-in-chief of The Echo Chamber. In recent episodes, we have covered the threat or the promise of a second referendum on Brexit, the crumbling special relationship between the US and the UK, and how sporting success and failure play into national identity. And we've even looked at the gulf between Russia's politicians and her people. If you want to share my passion for Britain and my wonder of American politics and culture, why don't you go and download the Mid-Atlantic podcast today? Hello, Dum to Dum, it's Joe Colbert here calling with the social media roundup for the week. Um, we had a bit of a prediction game going on with the cliffhanger about um, Pip. Will she give birth on the kitchen floor? Will the Toby spawn be born at Rickyards? Um, well, we had a bit of a prediction game of who was going to be the birth partner in reality and where was the birth going to happen. Uh, Janice Betson said, my prediction, Rex in the tractor shed. Um, but we also had some brilliant ones as well on top of that, which is C. Rowan Jones said, Ruth with the calfing jack and blue spray for the navel. Um, Pam Crookshanks actually turned out to be right. Rex on the taxi on the way to the hospital. But um, Kate Swift said, Stefan using the bunting. Um, and um, Amy Sturley said, Pip's got a free birth for sure. Well, do you know what? They got her to the hospital on time, didn't they? But more on that later, because whilst we were waiting for it to happen, we also had a discussion about Lily and what's going to happen with Lily um, and this plot line of her pretending to be gay and Elizabeth not knowing what's really going on. And also, will Creepy Russ be run out of college? Um... Paul Green said, could be interesting. On the one hand, she lied about being a lesbian, but on the other hand, she was taken advantage of by a teacher who abused his position. Hopefully, this will bring out an interesting conflict within Elizabeth. Yeah, I think Elizabeth's going to be all over the shop on this one, and I can't wait, to be honest with you. Um, Sarah Passingham says, Elizabeth will feel deceived when she finds out that both Freddie and Lily have been living double life. Uh, double lives, and both children have been taken have been taken advantage of, not to say abused. 
And Elizabeth would also feel she should protect them better, because parents do, however unrealistic their aspiration is. And yeah, let's face it, both of her kids are a handful. You know, I wouldn't want to be uh, Freddie's dad or mum. Do you know what I mean? God, blimey. Um, Bid Harrison said, though, Freddie has to stay undiscovered long enough for the Johnny the Drug Mule story to, to occur. It will come about... Um, Lillian Russ first and then Freddie will sneak off under the radar off on his holes and I'm guessing Bid you mean then that that's when Johnny the Drug Mule story will happen um yeah I don't I really hope this doesn't happen because I kind of like Johnny in his kind of naive way but I don't think he'll fare very well in a foreign prison because let's face it he thinks everything's brilliant and that's probably not going to be brilliant um gene hugh says i can't wait to find this all out sooner the better and if she finds out about freddie at the same time bloody marvelous yeah it is going to be quite entertaining but after we did that quick aside of course the the moment arrived unto us an archer is born it's a new archer in town rosie or is it a fair brother is she a fair brother i don't know I think the archers have just assumed she's an archer. But, you know, there's a dad involved as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm just causing controversy here. But we asked the question, did you enjoy the birth? Well, my favourite bit was when Ruth compared it to birthing heifers. Um, yeah, probably not that great. Though um, Helena Kate did say, well, Pip did sound a bit bovine at times. Uh, Karen Cunningham, uh, pr- name predictions again said welcome doris lonely Ca- sorry let me start that again welcome doris lonely cow heather pet the first <laughs> that has to be the name um susan love said my favorite uh, was ruth's line to hold toby's hand and not to worry if she broke his fingers which was brilliant um yeah so um we also talked about Rex and Misha splitting up. Now, some really interesting stuff here because when I ask, are we all going to miss Anisha? That is the did we talk about um oh yes predictions about what happens when robin gets here um I, becky lance said everyone falls in love with him and he immediately becomes a bedrock of the community leaving jill shouting his thoughts for lost traffic um yes i don't think jill is going to take this very well but a lot of people said um quite a few people said he's going to stick around because he's going to buy 
the farm. Is that why they've kind of just put lights on down this way? Well, that's going to put the um, cabmaster in. Um, one comment that really did make me laugh out loud. Gordon um, Bavard, you really made me laugh out loud. You said, Jill hooted so much in this episode, I laid a wee little owl, e owl egg in solidarity. She was the most hooty that I've ever, ever heard of. So anyway, uh, oh, by the way, and Andrew Helis, and I love this one as well, said that Robin Fairbrother will be like Flashheart in Blackadder. Script writers make that happen. That'd be brilliant. Anyway, that's the social media roundup for the week. Um, so um, you've got Millie Bell next week and I'm signing off. Okay, bye. Thank you for that yokel bear. As always, tip top. Uh, now, Harriet, uh, it's the time of the show where I ask you for your tweets for the last seven days. Well... <laughs> <laughs> my tweet of the last seven days was uh, that really lovely guy at Davis 42G who told me that I'd been on Five Live mm -hmm. and he played a whole shambridge of mine which is really brilliant so that's my tweet of the week everybody oh. thanks very much for listening <laughs> <laughs> of course folks there are, there are no tweets in the last seven days because our loose um, is too busy around naked in a pool uh, in Greece uh, but folks go to dumdydum.com we are hack free Great. we fixed it and you can go there and you can do stuff though I don't quite know what's happening with Tractor but anyway what? <gasps> we didn't talk about your parents swinging didn't know Who, who's, your friend was swinging but what no, did, you, my, what did no. your mum and dad say? my mum and dad are doing what um, was it Sheila suggested Doing the uh, oh, moving, yeah, going to move yeah. in with all of their friends. But that's just going to lead to the same thing. Oh yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they, probably that's what they're looking forward to most about getting older together. But you think about it, right? How long have your mum and dad been married? Oh, a long time. Not not as long as yours. Okay, right. But think about it, right? You've been married to someone for fifty years. Yeah. And you've got like friends that are like, you know, couples and stuff. Mm. There's always one or two that you think, mm, you yeah. know, in a, the odd little moment, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, what would it have been like if I'd, you know. Yeah. And then you're under the same roof and then, you know, it's like. It's like Love Island. It's Do you know they're making what? a remake of that? What do you mean? No, or am I thinking of Fantasy Island? No, Fantasy Island. I was thinking <laughs> of Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> really my age there. I went for the the 70s uh, re reference and, and not the, the one that was just on TV the other day. But well, like, they should do a Love Island for, um, you know, older people who've been married for nearly 50 years. Well, you know, the thing Excellent. is, smouldering passions over cocoa and slippers. Yeah. You know, don't mock, right? Oh, no. My mm. would have. No, but as my granny said to my mum mm. when uh, all us kids had left home, and I think she was feeling a bit sad, you know, my granny, my dad's mum, mm. said to my mum, darling, go away for a weekend, have a little fling, come back and you'll feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did they? I don't know. I didn't like to ask. <laughs> How can you not ask if the, if you've been told that that was, you know, because I'm 
I wouldn't want to know if it did happen, if it ever did happen. But I thought, you know, probably for some people that, you know, it probably is important, isn't it, after a certain amount of time. What, think, what's well, important to, well, you know, I mean, the thing is... away from home? Well, for some people, maybe. Mm. But I think for, for most people, even just, you know, liking other people, you know, and having the odd uh, dream about them is all right, isn't it? <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Is there any secrets you want to <laughs> unburden yourself from? But, I mean, you you know, you, you you know, you love someone, you stay married to them. It doesn't mean you don't fancy other people along the way. But it's whether you make a decision to do something about it or not, and probably most of us can't be asked. Mm. And that's <laughs> when you get to that tricky, <laughs> tricky stage when the kids are like start becoming independent and you don't have mm the kind of physical practical bonds yeah, with the partner. Not. Yeah, yeah. And then of you look at them and they've yeah. all gone a bit flabby, grey in <laughs> underwear, and you think, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well you probably just have to take yourself off on a holiday for a bit, don't you? Hmm. You know. And anyway, what? And get up to no good like, whilst you whilst you're on holiday. <laughs> marriage counseling <laughs> we're going to be wrapping up <laughs> we are we are remember anyway, remember folks Josh, do you want me to wrap up or not oh, yes. remember Sorry. to get in contact folks you can send us a voice message via speak pipe on the website which is dumdydum.com you call us on 02030313105 to leave us a telephonic message um i'm gonna thank everybody next week all the new patrons we've got a shed load Oh, that's brilliant. No, it is, it is absolutely brilliant. And really what it means to us, folks, is that when things now go wrong on the site, we can get them paid for toot sweet without having to put out the begging bowl as we used to brilliant. in years gone back. So thank you. Uh, I think July was a bit of a, a record month in terms of new Patreons coming on to, to, to Dumpty Dum. Um, so thank you for that and you will get an honourable mention next week when we're not so rushed on the socials you can find me where I'm Royfield on the socials you can find myself and Lucy where we are at Dumpty Dum and at Lucy V Freeman (laughs) where can people find you you smart Alec (laughs) at Shambridges or at Harriet Carr Oh, you've got two. I didn't know you had two. Yeah, I've got my my personal one. It's not very interesting. Awesome. Right, and of course, folks, uh, if you are a member of Facebook, you can go on to uh, said social network and type in Dumpty Dum and find the Witherspoon, uh, Millie Bell and Yokel Bear Three Ring Circus. um, At Shambridge and like my Shambridge page. Um. You, you might want to just say that one more time because I spoke over you at the start. Oh, there. sorry, sorry. Well, if it, on Facebook, if you're on Facebook doing your Dumpty Dum thing, if you type in Shambridge, you could give my Shambridge page a like, which would be great. Thanks. Mm. Cool. <laughs> right. Well, any more plugs you want to throw throw in? Because, you know, 21 minutes of shameless Shambridge promotion, I think that's been. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I had nothing else to talk about because you wouldn't let me talk about this week's archers. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I tell you what. To be fair to you, this is probably the first time you've guest hosted on Dum Dum and actually 
you knew what was going on in the archers. Yes, it's that's true actually because you made me listen to all last week's. Well, I just said it would probably help if you in knew what you were talking about. So give it a listen. In the summer, it's harder because um, my children go to bed a bit later, so I miss that. I miss the seven o'clock slot, and then if I don't catch up the next day, it's gone. And I just had a question for the listeners. Oh, go on. Do they think that Monty and um, Linda's dog as well? Do you think they? Do you think the, the dogs must have a bespoke bark belonging to that dog? But at the fair, I didn't recognise Monty's bark as belonging to Monty. Wow, that's a level of granularity that I. There was somebody. Um, there's some story, some apocryphal story of a listener who moaned years ago that the sheep all had the same same bar or something or another. It was the sheep or the cows and whatever. And they said, well, they obviously only have you know. It's just, anyway, I, I will I'll, I will move on. But um, Harriet. Uh, this is the part of the show where normally Lucy and I, well, normally it's Lucy because she's quicker and funnier and more <laughs> deep than me. Uh, she says something funny but somewhat profound. So, uh, well, I said that thing about Monty's bark. That's, that was just an observation about the archers. That's just an, an extension of you doing your job being a co-host. Yes, okay. But now we're asking you to be the Vox Populi, to be, uh, you know, philosopher-in-chief of the, of the dum dum listeners around the world and give us something to muse on. It's a little bit like thought for the day, but oh. not so naff and repetitive. Gosh. I wonder if mm. Laura and Paul from Love Island <laughs> will continue staying together. Anyone else? <laughs> right. I, I don't have any thoughts or feelings on it because I I'm, I think I'm the only person in Britain that didn't watch that thing. <laughs> but you know who Jack and Danny are? They well, were. Well, they were lovely. Danny, it's Danny Dyer's daughter. I know that. Yeah, yeah she's also called Danny Dyer, of mm. course, but spelt differently. <laughs> so who yeah. were who were the couple that you were talking about? Oh, Laura and Paul. Well, Laura was there from the beginning and she mm. was like 10 years older than everyone else mm. and ended up going out with like two or three younger guys. And in the end, they bought a slightly older guy in for her and they got together because they were the same age. But really, they probably only stayed together so they could stay until the end of the show. Oh, it's not interesting unless you've been watching. I just wonder if they're going to make it. That's all. So let me just understand something. So what constitutes staying together? Well, after the show, once you've left... The no, 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 forget that. Whilst you're on the show. Oh, well, because if you, you if you couple up with somebody, you have to remain with them. If there's like a recoupling, you might choose somebody else or somebody else might choose... Okay, I'm, being, I'm going to be really like... Because I've never watched this programme at all. Do they sleep in the same bed? Yes. Yeah, so if you're in a couple, you have to sleep in the same bed as that person. But mm. quite often, you know, unless you're falling for each other, nothing happens. So you just go to sleep next to somebody, basically. So people have lots of misconceptions about Love Island, but I think it's a very romantic show. Huh. Yeah. Thank right you. then. And you can listen to my I... Love Island special if you want. <laughs> 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 I think about two people listen to it. <laughs> 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 the only people who watched Love Island and listened to The Archers. <laughs> 
Listen, well done you for getting your plug in. Uh, we'll, we'll see you again sometime soon, no doubt. Yes, I hope so. Um, yeah, great. Carry Have on. Are you yeah. going away? Um, I'll be going. Oh, I don't know why I'm whispering that. I'll be going back to America in about three, four weeks. Oh, okay. Well, have a brilliant time. So that's where I'm going. And good luck tomorrow. I hope. You don't have to whisper because you're in my headphones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't it sound better anyway? It does. It does make it sound all kind of intimate. And the listeners <laughs> feel like they're, you know, over-listening to something which they, they, want, they shouldn't really be listening to. Over-listening? <laughs> well, I hope they it said goes- over-listening. <laughs> hope it goes well tomorrow. Very exciting. Yeah. Better had the amount of work I put into it, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, take Bye. care, you. Speak to you. And uh, have a good summer. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.